Welcome to Mixed Company, bringing the siloed and uncomfortable conversation we have with our friends to the forefront so everyone can participate in the conversation. We say all the things you never would in Mixed Company. Welcome to Mixed Company. And we're back. Are we? We are. I'm here. Hi, everybody. Actually, no, Karina's back for real, for real. Oh, yeah, she's back. My face is back to normal. That's why oh. she put on lipstick so y'all could hear it on on the show. <laughs> I was a full rectangle. No, I will not be sharing photos. So. Uh, okay. No. You should have. You're not real. Myself. You're not real. <laughs> real G's show show their flaws. That's Chrissy Teigen. Don't succumb to peer pressure. Um, <laughs> true. True. How's everyone doing this week? We fine, girl. How are you? I'm so happy. I mean, I'm glad that I'm not eating applesauce. That was, I sympathize That's with That's a children. cute diet. You lose, like, a good, like, 10 pounds a week. <laughs> no, right? But now, like, you know, slowly progressing to solid foods. Okay. It's a new way of life. You're like a child again. Pretty much. Okay. Kidnappings, teeth pulled, <laughs> applesauce. You're literally living your best preschool years. Hey. On, like, a Lifetime movie. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I need to do a good title. Oh, Okay. Well, hey, girl, you hey. Have the lifetime titles. Why are you looking oh, at me like okay. that? You always have, like, I don't know. Judgmental. I'm about to say, you know this by now. I don't know why you're asking him why he looks like that. Because he's judging you. That's exactly why he's looking at us like that. <laughs> Welcome back. I know. Um, Welcome, everyone, to the show. I'm glad to be back. Um, we had a great episode with our first guest host. Shout out to Rodney White. Yeah. What up, Rodney? What's his hat? What's his um business again? Uh, black on black BK. Black on black BK. If you guys, again, if you guys are into t-shirts, if you're looking for your um black pride apparel, he's definitely a good place to get it. I think the tagline is blackity black 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 black. <laughs> that, is, that is definitely not. The, I don't it's remember one of what the tagline them. is, but it's it's something about uh it's it's a social protest like you're wearing. Yeah, it's a silent protest. It's you know, I like my silent protests on my t-shirts. It's a apparel protest. I actually got a t-shirt from Australian Alice Vintage the other day in Bed-Stuy that says, Love Thy Hater. And I wore it on purpose, and I don't think anybody picked up on it. Today? No, last oh. week. Oh. <laughs> but, like, it made me feel better to wear it That's and to I know that yeah. I'm talking to people and they don't even know I'm talking to them. <laughs> Shout out real. to all the people on the trains. Keep trying to keep elbowing me and read my shirt. So let's move on to the listener comments. Um, shall I start with reading the letter for this week? Yeah, we can. Sure, let's do it. All right, so let's read this week's letter. I'm just going to go in. And this person writes, I work at a fast-growing tech startup, and I've been here for two years. This makes me one of the older employees. And for context, I'm employee 38. We now have 130. Last week, I was bothered by something that seems petty, but I can't get it out of my mind. Every summer, our company hosts uh, an annual award show to celebrate the hard work and accomplishments of our employees. It holds a special place for me because two years ago, I was a part-time associate and I got my full-time job offer at this event. But I digress. Last week, we went through the process of voting for the actual awards and to my surprise, I didn't make enough impact in 2016 to be considered for anything, not one thing. Well, Alice, that pissed me off because I promise I work really hard. I try to be as much of the team as a team player as possible. 
and most of my projects are cross-departmental. For the record, I think we are Alice. We are the Ask oh, yeah, Alice. Like, who's, who's Alice? <laughs> we are the Ask Alice team. Yeah. But continue. Is that a real person? You don't remember that from, I think it was like New York Times or some, some yeah. shit? Uh, okay. It's old like school Dear reference Abby, for people that, that read like newspapers. All right, going mm-hmm. back to letter. I'm pretty sure I know every one of the 129 people I work with, not by accident. And because I'm the first to go the extra mile, or a hundred miles or hundreds of thousands of extra billable hours for my team. So this feels like a slap in the face. Add to the fact that I haven't received a promotion or a pay raise in almost a year and a half. I'm not working to be a warm body. If I'm not getting paid my value, I want to be acknowledged at least a little bit. I feel like either my contribution is less important than I think or people just don't care. Not because not sure, sorry, not sure how to best deal with this moving forward. I love my company, but feeling a little bit like Tina right now. What should I do? Who's Tina? I think this is also Turner? referencing Tina Turner. <laughs> Tina Turner. <laughs> and if that's the case, then I'm, I feel like he's mostly feeling like anime block, because anime was the one that did not get respect. Mm. Tina got respect. Anime, not so much. She got cake. I digress. Okay, what what do y'all think? Um, so he's feeling if, a little underappreciated right now. You know, um, he puts song. in the hours. That was a good song. Know? Yeah, he puts in the hours. He puts in the work. So what's up? I mean, I mean, I feel like this kind of this is, will totally tie into the show today because obviously I don't think anybody knows. So we didn't talk about it, but yeah. we're gonna talk about friendships in the workplace. Um, recognize I mean this is the same as last episode's email that came in from Asia I believe it was like I really think it's important for people to recognize their worth and if you are in a situation where you feel like you are busting your ass Mm -hmm. and you know you're busting your ass it's one thing if you know like you're messing up and you're making mistakes and things are falling through the cracks and you feel entitled it's another thing when you know that you are holding things down and you know that you are worthy of not just um, acknowledgement, but you're also worthy of award and congratulations. And if you are not getting it and you are starting to feel uncomfortable, I think this is a perfect opportunity to kind of reevaluate your skill set and see if you can shop them around to other places. I mean, I don't think you don't always have to just pick up and move. Like, this isn't a relationship. Like, girl, leave him. Boy, leave her. (laughs) But it definitely is a situation. Like, if you're not feeling appreciated for as much as you're putting into the workship, work relationship, then you should probably look to see if there are other places that would appreciate you. I mean, I I guess there's, like, follow-up questions I would have. Like, do these awards come with money? or (laughs) No. Because it said, on top of not getting promotion or money in the last year and a half, there's also no award recognition. Right. Maybe it's just time to leave. It's, t- it's totally time <laughs> like, to leave. Because, I, yeah. like, these are things, like, I'm assuming this is something that, like, your peers at work would vote on for you. That's what it sounds like. This is an internal award program. Yeah. And if ain't nobody nominates you for something, then maybe they don't want to. Maybe they don't like you and they don't respect you and they don't see your work as valuable. And you can't do anything to change that in their mind. Like, if they were really here for you, they would put the nomination in. 
Well, oh. everybody, I mean, it's an award, so everybody. They only have 130. They also have 130 some people, and he knows all hundred and all hundred. And if he's number 38, he knows all the rest of them. Also, for me, I guess like this is one of those situations where I'm like, all right, cool. So, what's the solution? Like, yep. what are you gonna do? Walk into your boss's office and be like, hey, I feel like I should have been nominated. Yeah, like that would be weird. I think it's just maybe time to bounce. It is time to bounce. Because I feel like... This is different from last week. It's different from last week in the sense that, like, hers was definitely um, knowing that... Or wanting to grow and wanting to progress professionally. And here, it's just, where's my recognition type of thing? You know, he says, not sure how to best deal with this moving forward. Like, he's not asking for a solution. Just, like, what should his next step be? And I think the next step is... Take this as an L. Recognize right. you you are totally underappreciated. You also recognize it's petty, and that's fine. Everyone is entitled <laughs> to their own pettiness. And who, you know, the people that you may have thought would have rooted for you clearly don't. So if you're looking for recognition and acknowledgement, this may not be the best place to get it. And he, it seems like he's been there for a little bit of a time right. anyway. I mean, no. you know, you know your best instinct the way I see it is. Maybe it's not them. Yeah. Maybe it's not you. Maybe it's them. I mean, y'all should break up. And you just have the instinct, like, you know, it's time for you to go. You have to do what's best for you. So. No, sometimes I in life, one petty act deserves another. And this may be one of those moments where he should just be petty about it. Oh. I just remember the song. Feeling really unappreciated. You guys don't remember that girl group, Cherish? Cherish. <sighs> okay, I quit, but I just, they had a song called Underappreciated that I've been trying to remember. So yeah, I say you are to, you're totally being petty and you're totally, absolutely right. There's no love there. So hey, keep it pushing, keep yeah. it trucking. Take your skills to South Beach. Well, thank you for the question though. Yeah, and send your, com- um, any additional questions um, and letters to askmixedcompany at gmail.com. Word. All right, so now it's time for That's Dope. No, Dope-ish. That's what we call it? Dope-ish? Yeah. Well, I we feel curse. like I missed so much uh, from being the, out of the office. The name changes every week. It's whatever you're comfortable with. Really I don't is. think you use like bad it. words. So you say dope. that's dope. Meanwhile, back at the ranch at the bed kids table. <laughs> <laughs> We're over here just swearing all over the place. So, I was waiting for that's dope. Okay. That's dope. Yeah. Dope-ish. Dope shit. Who wants to go first? Um, maybe I'll go first because I have non-advertising related stuff. As always. So, uh, <laughs> uh, my dopest shit of the week is um, Al Roker. That yeah. is so advertising. <laughs> this is so related and I'm so happy. Wait. This is media. Come on, Al Roker. He's a weather guy, but he's also a man of television. True. The man of television. Well, my dope is like dedicated Luther to Al Roker losing his cool on TV over Ryan Lochte because I just thought it was funny. No, it was real <laughs> because was real. Al Roker does but, not so, do so, Al Roker does not do BS. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember, but Al Roker has has cussed out some privileged really? people on TV before. And my cuss out, I mean, he's used strong weatherman language. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember? No, no, seriously. What's his name from the OC with Heidi? Heidi and Spencer. Okay. When he told Spencer that he would drop him or something like that, he what? told him he would fight him. He basically what? told him he could Whoa. catch these weatherman hands. 
research. Oh my gosh, Al this. Roker does not play, and as a very right, like, right, I'm an right. avid Today Show Roker, watcher. Spencer. Al Roker does not play with folk. He doesn't deal. He's not here for the BS. Uh, ever. Spencer, Spencer from Pratt the, uh, from the Hills. Spencer Pratt, yeah, from the Hills. What? Damn, I meant that I know that. No, you should know that. It's totally <laughs> in your age group. <laughs> Everyone over thirty should remember that. Gosh, I can't believe I missed all these, all these um, Roker jabs. Actually, no, they shouldn't know that. Yeah, Al Roker don't play. Mm-mm. Oh man, but I, yeah. this is the first time I've ever seen him get like. Do you like watch this. morning news? I do watch morning news, but it's lie. usually like happy Al Roker. You know, that's the weather for today. Or when they give him a real, in, when they give him a real interview, though, Al Roker is actually very good. He's not just a weatherman. He has depth. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. You can continue, Samin. Oh yeah, I mean like. I just thought it was relatable because um, you would also cuss him out. Ow. Yeah, but it, I, I think I think it points at a bigger, a bigger thing, which is white privilege, that mm-hmm. white people are afforded innocence off the bat. Because I don't know if that blonde dude's name is who the co-host Billy Bush. There you go. Um, where he basically was giving Ryan Locke the the opportunity to be innocent even though everyone knew that he was uh, guilty and all the facts and all the proof was there and the video was there and he still kept trying to paint this picture that this dude was innocent Mm -hmm. even though everything was laid out on the table like I mean the the vocabulary that he was using was very soft like oh well he stretched the truth lie (laughs) oh well you know he's you know just a boy having fun with his friends a man lying. And I, and I feel like things mm, like that lied. happen in the workplace where people pick and when choose. You're favored, when you're favored, language. you get, you, right. you get it, you know, life is a lot pass. easier for you. You right. get more passes. You get afforded things that other people don't get afforded. So. Meanwhile, back in the Lawson household growing up, we were taught if you lie, you cheat, you cheat, you steal, you steal, you <laughs> yeah, kill. You <laughs> And I was really not here to be out here on anybody's um, unsolved mysteries (laughs) as a killer. So I really tried hard not to lie if I could help it. When I could try to help it. I'm amazed at how all these black mamas went to the same school of catchy phrases. No, no, that came from my father. So my father's side is a little bit more Americanized. Is that an American phrase or is that what? Yeah, Yeah, that's very American. Yeah. You lie. You. you, Yeah. Yeah. That's an American phrase. I feel like that's West Indian. No. no. My mom has never told me that. I've heard that from an American. No. Household. Ain't your mom Jamaican? My mom is Jamaican. She just says, don't. Stop. Do Stop <laughs> telling. Stop telling lie them. That's what her mom says. Or you just see a belt and you just know. Like, yeah. You just. Whatever the case was. Clues. Right. Whatever the case was, Al Roker was absolutely right. He was over the BS. He totally understood it. He totally called Billy Bush out because you're not going to sit here and talk about stretching the truth. When you stretch the truth as a journalist and Billy Bush should know better, that means you're lying. When there's no way to cite these sources, that makes you a liar. When you sit here on national television, international television, because they were in Rio, when you sit here on international television and you afford this man the opportunity to tell us that we need to take it easy because he was just having fun when he's literally supposed to be a freaking hero and set an example as a role model for young athletes and young Americans and young people all, all over the world. And while he's busy spewing lies and weaving stories together that Rio is a dangerous place because of course, that's what another third world country needs is more people talking about how dangerous it is and don't go there and I almost got shot. 
when in reality no you're just a jerk you're mm. such a douche you're just a jerk you don't have no home training <laughs> i hope your parents are embarrassed because they raised somebody like that they raised a 32 year old boy <laughs> and really you just don't deserve it and he's lucky all he lost were his four sponsorships what he really should have lost is his career his medals and everything that comes after that mm. also, peeing on people property you, you don't know how to use a toilet you couldn't find a bush you used it, uh, a key phrase. You called him a boy. He's a boy. It, he's a boy. He does, that's not an old. adult. He's thirty-two years old. But he's not acting like an adult. Right, but he's an adult. He's a child. Meanwhile, back he's in America, adult. back in the streets of suburban Columbus, Ohio, twelve-year-olds are threats. Twelve-year-old boys are a threat. Mm. So. All right, Kyle. Good for Al. That's my dope thing of the week. High five. Maybe next time I'll have something for advertising. That was. was Now all the people all over the world knows that Ryan Lochte is not worth shit right now. Language, Kyle. Language. I was English. I heard it. I said language. (laughs) I heard what you said. (laughs) I heard what you said. Sure. Um, Maybe not. Did you go? No. Mine's Olympics tied. Go go for it. Yeah, you go next. It's. Yes, go for it. Today. Right now. Okay. Or, or we can just so play around. I'm so hyped about the Olympics because literally I'm... I am. I never watch it. And I'm so happy I did it. I watched the opening, the ending, and the gymnastics. And maybe a little bit of I watch exactly 0.5% of the Olympics. So that's what most people watch because as a working person you if you watched more than that that means you had time and i don't really know who had time like that no i've actually had time i've finished oh. uh the get down oh, i've true. watched all right i digress <laughs> so my dope shit is that's, for the american women um they did such a great job and i just want to give a shout out i mean there's a whole list yes simone and um Swimming. I just enjoyed this whole Olympics, and I think people got to see that diversity with the with the United States team. We'll just put Ryan Lochte off to the side for a little bit, but shout out to them. That to me was dope. So that's my dope shit. They were. They were killing it. I feel like yeah. I yeah. I feel like I'm really like. This bear isn't just hitting the spot for me today, and I'm really... You should try this tea. This tea is kind of on point. Okay. My dope-ish is about myself, and not (laughs) with the intention... (laughs) Yeah. And not with the intention, of course, um, of being narcissistic, although sometimes I can totally lean towards all about Kai. Um, However, I have a workshop that I've submitted um, to, I guess, compete? I don't know. Is that called compete? competition I don't know to be considered for um, South by Southwest and um, pretty much the only reason I'm talking about this is because I need folks help so the way the process goes for South by Southwest is they have a panel picker um, and essentially I believe it's like 30% of votes from the public 30% of um, 30% of something else and 40% somewhere else I don't know but 30% is voted on by the public so what that means is that I would like if anybody's interested definitely all my friends um, family and folks that may not know me or may know me um, that listen to the podcast to vote for the workshop the workshop is called defining diversity on your terms um, as we've spoken about before I feel that diversity will vary and should vary from in, from organization to organization and through the workshop, I am working with a colleague of mine, Julie Barsamian, 
to basically develop a strategy that works for your organization. How do you define diversity? What's important to you as a culture, as a business, um, and as an influencer throughout the world? And how do you express that to the public? So um, in an effort to get folks on board, um, myself, Julie, defining diversity on your terms in South by Southwest are my dope-ish for this week. Um, Everyone has until September 2nd, and I believe that's a Friday, to vote on it. Um, I am going to put the link, I'm going to give the producers the link to put on our pages and our social media Um, But yeah, if you guys can vote, definitely vote. If you can comment on the page once you vote, definitely comment. And if you want to share it, I mean, that's even better. Extend it to your personal networks um, to get people talking about diversity. It would be nice to have more um, people and women that are, I guess, what are we? Pioneers for diversity? Maybe not pioneers, but definitely people that are like really trying to carry the torch for diversity to talk about it and not to speak about it as a fad, but as essentially a lifestyle, mm. a, essentially a work style. So I'd like to be there. I, I'd like to consider myself as such. So sure. yeah, South by Southwest, me, I'll share the link with everybody. You guys have until, this, this is going out the 29th. So you guys have until that Friday mm-hmm. to vote. And um, if you have questions, add us, email us, and I'll walk you through the process. So if you were or within the sound of Kai's voice, you should be casting a vote for her on South by Southwest. South by Southwest. South and that's by Southwest. What I am doing right now. Because you're a true friend. On my phone. Because <laughs> you're a that's true that. friend. So yeah, so that's it for Dope-ish. That's I'm dope. glad I'm, had, I'm glad everybody had a good time watching the Olympics. So make sure you vote for me. My yeah. life for Kai for president. Psych, nah, but really. All right, vote for Kai. So today, um, we're talking about friendships at work. Yay! Yay, friends. I guess. No, I mean, (laughs) the reality is most of us are taught that, like, it's not good to, you're not supposed to mix business and pleasure, no fraternization at work, and, like, essentially, I guess that's a really tough thing to do in an industry that's very relationships-based. Right? Yeah, no, no. I mean, I mean... In general, if you're talking about communications, media, advertising, whatever, we all heard that you have to make allies and you need sponsors yeah. and you need these people in your corner. Um, but sometimes you, I think there's there's a fine line between coworkers and friendships. I think there's a fine line also, and I struggle with this. I struggle because I struggle with making friends. Period. So that's the. I, I just I struggle with making friends. I struggle with the idea of friendships. So it's oftentimes a very uncomfortable situation for me to deal with. So should you have friends in the workplace? I mean, I think so. I think it is definitely important to to a have people that you are friendly with. I think it is really important to um to on to to be your best self and not in a faking or affronting kind of way, but like you spend the majority of your life essentially when you're at work with the people you work with. Um, yeah, that's the way I look at it. So, what do you what do you feel like the benefits to friendships at work are? I mean, <laughs> friends is is a is a loose and level term. Like you are friendly with the people that you work with, and there are friendships that can work for you, and then there are friendships that 
can't work for you, depending who you're friends with. It's very, to me, it's political. What do you just, what do you think is a friend? Or let's talk about what we think friends are so that we're all speaking from the so, I mean, same I have, context. I mean, I've had friendships that have worked for me and I've also had friendships that don't work for me. I mean, has anyone had that situation? I mean, yeah, I guess for me it's important and I think especially for the listeners though to talk about what that actually means because I think part of the problem is that people don't, understand the boundaries and the difference between being cordial and sharing space and being polite and actually being like your road dog bff ace and what that means inside and outside of the workplace so i'd like to like for me being a friend like a true friend there is an a level of loyalty that's important there there is a level of um there's basically a level of i need to be able to count on you like not just not just trust you but count on you and oftentimes in work relationships it's tough like you don't always get that from people and and when you expect people or you are under the impression that you are working on a friendship and the person or people around you turn around and do something that's way off the wall and completely like you know don't act friendly like friends then you know you quite easily could get your feelings hurt or you quite easily could also lose your job so there's like there's a boundary and there's a line and understanding what that line is is really important up front i think there's levels like like i said there's levels to this just like you're doing a friend like creating a friendship outside of the workplace you know you want to be friendly with everyone it helps boost team morale right um you know it helps make it a a better place to work because like you said kai like we're here not eight plus hours of the day. We should get along with the people that we that we work with mm-hmm. for the most part, or at least be cordial. And I feel like that you can be friends with someone. It takes time, but you have to be careful because if the friendship goes haywire or negative, or somebody did something to hurt you and thought it was okay because you guys are you have this friendly relationship, right. it could really. But your friends wouldn't do that. That's the real thing. Like, the yeah. reality is your friends would not do something to hurt you. People uh, that don't care about you might. If we really want to be technical, in the words of the notorious B.I. Come on, now. <laughs> Money and blood don't mix like... I mean, it's a, real. I feel like, like there's so many. Well, that's, a, you know, that's the lyric that stands out the most, where it's like, keep your, business, keep your family and business completely separated. Or, so, or little Kim, keep your friends close to you and enemies even closer. Yeah? No? <laughs> No, I mean I'm sure I could have said it in like a little Kim, Ugh. like, but no, I feel like that's important. But sometimes having friends can get you jobs. You ever had that? Well, see, that's why it's relationship based, and I think that's like that's where I started with it. Like this industry is very relationship based. Oftentimes, as well as hearing like from like your parents and people from the old school, no fraternization or whatever. Here, it's you know I graduated college hearing it's not about what you know it's who you know mm. and that's very true because other pe- people are more keen to share um, opportunities with people that they feel friendly with or people that they feel that they can trust or people that they can confidently say are deserving in the opportunities and oftentimes that is within I guess a quote unquote friend zone yeah. which I mean if we're th- if we're talking about diversity that's honestly one of the biggest challenges with diversity is a lot of people get put on by their friends and a lot of people that don't necessarily that look like you and me aren't necessarily friends with the right people or they haven't been over the course of 
years or decades and you can't get put on so yeah it totally is about relationships have you ever like had to distance yourself from a friend in the workplace like for your own career benefit yep yep i distance myself yep. from people in general yep. when i'm uncomfortable <laughs> you got a story you want to share soon i mean <clears throat> so uh, like back up like so we all saw there's an article that was in black enterprise and the title is your coworkers are not your friends and i think the reason why like we're having this conversation is like yeah you can have um beneficial relationships with your coworkers. like these can be the people that turn into your lifelong friends but at the same time like you need to be cognizant of the fact that it's a business this is a workplace um a lot of times like people are out for the same things like you're mm-hmm. two account people two creatives like you're technically going after the same things and those types of situations can breed jealousy they can break breed animosity um they can they can turn what used to be like a real fun situation into a horror story. That's true. Okay. I'm gonna give you an example. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so, please. My first job um, in media, it was it was basically the Breakfast Club. Like we were all friends. We would go out and drink and after work and come in hangover, hungover, and. Um, Cool, like everybody was chilling, like hanging out on the weekends. Real cool situation. <laughs> um, one day, I, it was like the day of my review or whatever. Went in, had my review. The review was good. Posted on social media like a joke. Like, I think the joke was like, another good review, getting a raise this is what this is the reward for like doing nothing right it was a joke everybody knew it was a joke one of these co-workers who was my friend decided to print that status out and give it to my supervisor what you call it the gamma rays like from from school days what do you mean oh that was the name of the fraternity in school days never mind uh, it's a spike lee joint sorry catch a reference sorry um, so did so you know yeah. that they did that or you learned that after that oh I knew because my supervisor called me into a meeting okay, <laughs> um, mm. and like she had the <laughs> the Facebook status like printed out on the desk you're like that guy in the meme oh, let me find this meme keep talking <laughs> and she was like what is, like what's the what's what is this and I was like oh it's a Facebook status She's like, well, <laughs> she was like, well, why did you write it? I was like, why do you have it? Mm. And then it basically turned into like Questions a big standoff. And, and I was like, well, I can, you know, I can pretty much write whatever the fuck I want to on my Facebook. Like, this is this is 2005. Like, so this is like before this all is, of but, the this talk is about before, it. Like, the social etiquette of Facebook. The social etiquette of Facebook. It was basically like, my Facebook is none of your business. Like, this has nothing to do with you. But you didn't even go to college. Why are you on Facebook? <laughs> this is when like you couldn't be on Facebook without a college address. I know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah this was this was literally legit when like adults started using it. Um, but basically, like 
that woman who printed out my Facebook status, obviously there was a confrontation after I did my recon work and had to dig the <laughs> the uh, the paper out of the garbage and realized that it was her. Oh, and wow. I had to confront her. I'm like, yo, why did you print this out? And she's like, well, why did you, why did you write it? Because it was mine. And so, Whatever. like, there, like I was saying before, like, you having these relationships, um, they, they breed something. And I, I don't even know, to this day, I don't know what, like, provoked her to print that out why she felt like there was you weren't real friends yeah. that's right, why right, right. like at the yeah. end of the day but, you were never real friends at the, at the same time like you don't have to be real friends with somebody to like there's something has to like like moral compass yeah but it's like why like, no the, no the she's absolutely wrong it absolutely right. doesn't like, make sense but it's kind of right. like this again to your point right you're you're hanging out with people you're going out for drinks you're probably sharing stories about your personal life the expectation is that of boundaries and respect and what i honest honest to god have always struggled with 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 co-workers is how do i know you're not going to do something like that to me you know what i'm saying because you yes why would you do that but the real question is why would she not do it like you, she, mean, you don't have any, you don't have any history to, 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 to believe that. No, of course, such and such would never do that. You don't know that, right. and and perhaps that's a negative way to look at people. But again, then again, there are a lot of people that do stuff like that. You know. Yeah. Right, and that's why like your coworkers are not your friends until they prove that they are. Until they prove otherwise, and I really feel like you have to, just like any friendship, right? You gotta yeah. go through some stuff, like. You got to be like your work friends are the ones that are with you in the in the office at 12 midnight, even like if they don't have to be or if they are there with you because you guys are working on some work like there's moral support mm-hmm. um, because, they, you know, you can transition into a friendship. But yeah. I feel like I feel like a lot of people mistake friendliness for true friendship. I agree. And you don't the real thing is you don't even really know me. Right. You know me when I'm when I have my best hat on, but you don't really know me. And people don't also don't know your buttons. And sometimes people don't care about your buttons. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like where within an outside of work friendship, you can really tell people how you feel with and in and a work friendship, you may have to watch your Facebook right. and your Instagram and the things that you say in public because it can and will be used against you in a court of work public opinion like that's just (laughs) how that goes i have that in the back of my mind all the time so we do have close we do gain like close friends from being in the workplace you gain close associates like friends even using the term friends is so i mean that's just so weird for me like i grew up we didn't we weren't allowed to have friends growing up Ricky did not, wait, that's my dad. <laughs> Ricky did not let my brother and I make friends. We had each other and we had a host of cousins. And if we wanted to go to the playground and make friends, we had to ask for permission first. <laughs> dead ass. We literally had to, dad, daddy, dad, there are some kids over there. Can we play tag with them? Because playing tag with two is really annoying when it's just you two. Like, <laughs> you're literally just running from each other and pushing each other down. It's not fun. And I mean, in retrospect, maybe that's kind of weird, but the reality for me, what it showed me, like as I began to get older and going through high school and getting your first job and and getting into the corporate agencies and internships and learning how to deal with people, it's 
everybody shouldn't be allowed into your circle. True. And I am always very weary of people that insist on entering that circle of trust without first wanting to get to know me first or letting me get and exactly and that's why I was so my first year my at my first job the first full year I did not really speak or speak to or hang out with anyone because I just felt like I don't know these people but I will say one like quite a few of the people from my first job I I consider to be dear friends and one like one of my best friends quite honestly like I could call her anytime but that's something that grew over years like that's once I'm comfortable with sharing personal information with you little by little and it doesn't come back to me mm-hmm. or you don't start messing up my projects because yeah. you're mad at me like yeah we can we can grow into friendships but understanding that I'm dealing with you in a nice way because we have to work together right. versus no that's my homegirl and I'm a ride or die for her that's my homeboy and I'm a ride or die for him those are two separate things yeah, yeah. I mean that, that's such a situation for me kind of shut me down like as far as work relationship friendships went because i basically stopped fucking with everybody in the office like it was just yeah it was one of those situations yeah. where i was like oh that's how y'all gonna do oh that's that's how y'all do and and the fact that it was received the way that it was received like it was okay like, like yeah, nobody like, checked you about yeah, this like nobody yeah y'all so, are all fake and phony and y'all all deserve so for me, to and, and, and it, i wish you and, and a stomach for, flu for a <laughs> diarrhea <laughs> That's the worst thing you could wish anybody. That's real. I mean, she. I hope she had like terrible diarrhea after that. <laughs> At work. At, At work. work. One could hope. I mean, we, it, the, the situation just became hostile. But in 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 a sense, it was the situation. It was the event that kind of woke me up and changed the way that I approached work. But it also hindered the. So when I transitioned into advertising, I was just like, well. F these people. F these people, and that that temperament or or approach to working in this business doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Like because you need to create these this sense of friendship with yeah. the people that you're working with, so it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's good. A sense of friendship. I yeah. think that was very good. Oh, you're welcome. I like that. High five. <laughs> no, yeah, like yeah, like that's to me. To me, that's that's what this this industry is all about. Like people a need sense to feel, of people need to feel like they're your friends, even if they're mm-hmm. not. So you have to like figure out how to. But that's like never- an ego thing, you know. And like, there's this weird thing about feeding into people's egos. No, 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 not on like. Not on the behalf of the person that does not want to be friends, but on when I feel like when people really feel the need to like, I need to know who you are. Like that's an ego thing. You don't have yeah, to know true. everything mm. about me. Mm. So basically, that that whole uh, that monologue that you just did <laughs> <laughs> happened happened at work the other day oh, with somebody so. who. Well, it was like her last day at work and everybody kept coming over and saying like, hey, so where are you going? And she's like, I'm just going to be a rapper. And they're like, true. <laughs> but where are you going? She's like, rap a lot records, be bro. a rapper. And they're like, why won't you tell us? She's like, why do I need to tell you? Exactly. But I don't. Yeah, I think that's such a that's such a, a like an ego push. And like, granted, at my current agency, 
when I between my interview my first week at the headquarters and a couple other instances where I I had the opportunity to spend time with the larger network of people that I work with I was very shocked and surprised and I was I will say I was extremely defensive at first because coming from places where people like like Simeon said like some people have had things used against you in the court of workplace public opinion some people have um some people will sit there and decide like you know I just don't like you because you drink white wine and not red wine that has happened to me before what? so going into oh i was called <laughs> you ghetto actually, you actually need to put that into context. i will <laughs> i was called ghetto because i said i prefer i preferred white wine over red wine when having a discussion with one of my bosses at my previous job not my current job but a previous the job word ghetto. the word ghetto came out of the man's mouth yes because I liked white oh, wine, and I don't even like sweet red wine, sweet white wine. So I don't, <laughs> I don't think I'm ghetto at all. But whatever, I digress. Wait, wait. wait. No, I'm not that's going there did. because that's because because I don't, I don't need to go there because he the was white. Being, you should not be judged. For I should What type of wine you like? I mean, but see, because it doesn't you know, matter. But what you just said. Let me finish. All right. Hold on. Let me write this down. Yeah. Take notes. But anyway, like, I have come from a hostile situation or come from quite a a few hostile situations to go into an agency where, you know, when I got to the headquarters, they were genuinely friends. Like, people were really walking around and, like, laughing during the day and, like, groups of people going to lunch together and... Like, my face must have looked like all I was smelling was cheese the whole day because, like, just out of confusion and aversion. Mm. But what I learned is that that was a part of the company culture. And what I wasn't against, I'm not against making friends. I'm against people making friends for the opportunity to use it against you or to find your weak spot. Mm. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But quite frankly, a lot of the uh, quite a lot of the people that I work with, there's a handful that like I trust. And when I got sick, it had and ended up in the hospital, and they sent flowers, y'all. That never happens. I feel like I told you this, and man, like mm-hmm. a bouquet of flowers came to my house. Now, two things. I don't necessarily care for flowers because they die, and I feel <laughs> that when people send me something that are that is going to die inevitably, that that's weird. However, how would they know that? Because I wasn't necessarily opening up. But out of the grace, you know, out of the goodness of a few of the people that I was working with, their heart, they felt like this is something that's gonna make you feel better. That's an awesome thing. Yeah. The other thing is when you mess up, and people tell you you mess up, and then give you the opportunity to fix it, and t- like, you know what I'm saying, yeah. without like, making you feel like you're not worth nothing to have to at the time to have a team like that that's strong that means you we're working towards a common goal to me that is cool for friendship yeah and so i i have had recently like shoot it's been two years now the two years that i've been here it's been a great experience with some of the people i work with um but i've also had experiences where people are literally looking for your weak spot so they can pull the rug from under you whenever they need to or hold it against you so that they can make you do stuff and i mean that ain't fun i just i just want to back up because you um, really want to talk about the ghetto (laughs) white wine because 
what he said to you is one of the reasons why I try not to make friends with people at work. Oh, yeah. And make them feel really comfortable because whenever I hear a white person say ghetto, to me in my head, I hear you saying black. No, totally. Yeah. And right. that was the conversation that ensued afterwards. Now, granted, while I was working there, the boundary was we are not friends, especially with me and mm. This was the creative director at the agency. We are not friends because you are rude and you are disrespectful. And everybody that knows me knows as soon as I feel disrespected, that is it. Mm. Because, like, you know, like, when it's you feel that, like, yeah. that's not, as a friend, would you tell your friend that? Of course you would not tell your friend that, but you would tell somebody that you don't respect, that you feel it's okay because we kiki all day at work. You would say that to them knowing it's going to make them angry. Because mm. that isn't true. There were times that he said things that were not directed at me that I would have to call him out on and say, that's not nice, that's disrespectful, say you're sorry, stuff like that. <laughs> like so, you already know. so you already know, like I'm not here for this kind of conversation, but the fact that that's something that you felt comfortable directly telling me in front of a large group of people, we ain't friends, bro. We you know what I'm together, saying? We like, just work together and I just work here and this is me trying to be cordial and you're making it, you're, you're literally making me not even wanna look in your direction when you pass my way. And that's tough. It's, it's it's really tough. So like I'm, but I'm also weird. Like I don't, you know, my friends make fun of me. I don't like making new friends. Like that's weird. I don't like meeting people because like what are we gonna talk about? I don't know you. Like I'm <laughs> like the poster child. I'm I'm the poster child for being antisocial, and it's a terrible skill. It's a terrible thing. So I also suck at this. So what do you think is like the biggest difference between the people that you consider friends at work? and your real friends that you would hang out with and whatever. <laughs> I mean, like... Your work friends and your real friends? I yeah, mean, you're, like, you're, I have different buckets from me. I, mean, you're, I you're have work friends, and then I have... I have associates, and I have friends. You, you're not going to confide in, right. in your work friends. Like, everything goes through the... Oh, that's the them filter. Like, it's thems, and then it's your friends. So like you, everything that comes out of your mouth is going to, basically I would like it like this. If you need to filter yourself, they're not your friends. Mm. That's just, that's, that's should be a general, general yeah. rule. I agree. Like, if you need to filter yourself, these are not your friends. These are people that you associate with. You can be cordial, you can have friendly conversations, you can go out to drinks, whatever. Yep. But if you can't be yourself unfiltered, yep. they're not your friends. You're not comfortable passing gas in front of these people <laughs> and saying sorry and knowing that it's not going to end up in like work tabloids. They're not your friends. That's real. That's real. I mean, it's serious. Like, because I don't think that work friends and real friends exist. You're either my friend or you're not. Yeah. And That's people real. that don't get that boundary get really upset when they feel like you're not giving your all to them. I'm not giving my all to you because I don't trust you. <laughs> Stop asking me. No, I won't tell you that I just went on like a three-day alcohol bender with my best friends. All you need to know is I went to church. <laughs> That's all you need to know, that I am my best self at all points. I mean, it's a, it's a level of just you know your insecurities like when people i don't know i feel like when people know your weak spot they will use it to to your advantage your weak spot i mean my weak spot is that my weak spot is that i'm very sensitive and and i don't necessarily think that's a weakness i think that for me what it means is that i feel things intensified 
So if I feel like you've done something to undercut me, I'm going to feel like you literally tried to end my life. You know, like, maybe that's not the best way to handle emotions. But it also means, like, if I consider you a friend, like, oh, we're friends. And don't ask me um, why you have to come over my house for Friendsgiving dinner because you're freaking invited, and that's what friends do. They come eat food at friends' houses, and we are friends. You know what I'm saying? We are together. For me, it's one way or the other. So, like, it's very... it's very uncomfortable for me to like let people into that bucket because I take it very seriously. I also take it very seriously when it ends. Oh. So. So what if that ends in the workplace though? That's tough. Then it ends. <laughs> then you are cut off and goodbye. A work friend, a work friend breakup. That happens. That happens. That happens. I mean, to that's me. that's that's what happened when old girl printed yeah. out my my Facebook status. Yeah. Like she became dead to me, and I let it be known. Like you, the, cue the Godfather music. I mean, there's, there's, <laughs> there's, there's a way. There's a way to do it where it doesn't become a hindrance to work. It's like I don't deal with you unless I have to deal with you. Yeah. And but she was basically dead to me, and she knew it. Mm. And I feel I think that's important. Like, I mean, like you, you when you cross a line yeah. at a place like this is my money. This is your like. Right. If you mess with me at work, you're messing with my livelihood. Yeah. If you're making me feel uncomfortable or you're putting me in a situation where I can't trust you to help us as an organization get to the next level or me as a professional get to the next level, then what you're doing is hindering my growth. And people that stunt your growth are not your friends. So therefore, we cannot associate outside of what I need you for my next steps on my to-do list. I think, right. I mean, and I'm, I'm petty, so I don't really don't care. But like, I never <laughs> deleted. Like, I never deleted her from Facebook. I, like, really? Oh yeah, I just kept posting about. I her. have. Well, I have well. gone out of my way yeah. in the past. In the past, I've gone out of my way to like make people know that I we are no longer friends on LinkedIn. Because <laughs> you know, people get real sad. People get real sad about things like that. LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, like. When you're when when I don't mess with you and that's in real yeah. life too. If I don't mess with you, I don't mess with you anymore. Like access denied. W- like why? It's very. I used to tell people it's very easy for me to forget about you. Boom. Hey. And that's a that's a really like petty thing to tell people, but like the point is, just as quickly as I can enjoy our friendship, I can also enjoy moving on without you because if you try to end my livelihood or my emotional life, you don't deserve this part of my life of Kai. Yes. You only deserve the part where I don't complain that we're breathing the same air. Free trial, Kai. Don't get deserved like premium mm-hmm. Thirty days. I'm telling you. <laughs> 30 days. I'll give you 30 days, three months, depending on the terms and conditions. Because also, if we were in the streets, like... Yeah. If this was some, some regular stuff... This would have been a different ending. A different ending. A different middle. A different response to the initial action. Like, it just, it just goes down very differently. So knowing what you know now, if you were to tell your younger self, like, developing work, rela- work friendships, what is the biggest lesson you've learned? To be open, I've learned to be open to an extent. Like, don't be so closed off. You never know. Yeah. It might be a, it might be a work friendship or it might not. That's how about you guys? I've learned, I've learned the importance of the sandbox. For those of you that have that have heard the uh, metaphor of playing in the sandbox, I am not a playing in the sandbox kind of girl. Um, my close friends and family know this. I just want to kind of go through life and get to the end result my way. But I also recognize that like, 
by trying to be anti going out of your way to be antisocial and to your point not open like you miss out on opportunities and as a person that's really just trying to develop personally and professionally like sometimes you got to stick your big toe in the sandbox and switch the sand around a little bit and let people know that hey I'm here and your 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 hair bowl looks nice and all right that's enough don't talk to me anymore <laughs> okay thanks bye like I mean it is important to like give people a little bit of you and I think it's important to be your most genuine self um while still guarding your soft spots so at least people get to see the real you and they can be comfortable with that and maybe that's enough for people to uh to feel friendly with you um without telling people all your business because you don't want the whole office to know about your nasty breakup with your trifling ex Mm. so even unless you do because he's not worth nothing and he deserves all of the publicity he can get Uh, unless you can't help yourself and you just break down in the middle of meeting i've been there i've been there you know what it's like to like hold Don't tears back there. in a meeting over some like stuff that has nothing to do with that meeting? There, Out here looking crazy. You gotta slam a pencil on the desk <laughs> to get yourself back together. <laughs> so we know that it's easy to keep a work-life balance with people that you have quote unquote work with or horrible. you're not or not friendly relationships, but how do you keep that balance when you are friendly with the majority of the people in your office? And even if you work at a small mm-hmm, office, child. like how do you keep that balance? Keep the balance of what? Your life, work and life. Cause I feel like it's just hard. because someone's I mean, your friend, they'd be like, oh, I just I can just text this person while they're out of the but, office. But it's like I said before, no. like you, you start putting things through the filter. So yeah, you need like, boundaries. Y- I don't know, like it, and it all depends on what your filter is. Like some people aren't really that self-aware, and they just don't care, and they'll walk to work after a one-night stand and let everybody know. That they ain't me. They don't have a filter, so you take yourself right to H and M and get you a new outfit and stop acting crazy. H and M opens at nine a.m. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to determine what your filter is. Like for me, like. I thought I was antisocial until I met Simeon. I didn't. I wasn't sure if Simeon liked me or not. Like I didn't know that you wanted to be my friend because you just had this really mean face. And I was like, is that how people look at me? Do people also feel the way I feel? Like asking him about work. Yeah, like I know that now. I know that now, but I really remember feeling like, dang, is that how people feel? Like when they look at me? Like, like I just did not know. Oh no! When I first met you, I was like, oh, I guess this is how like New York people are. Like, we just very standoff. <laughs> but no, I just, I felt that way. Right, thanks. I'm Florida. thanks, guys. <laughs> I just I just thought it was really interesting, and I feel like that to me. I was like, well, now I'm gonna be his freaking friend because you're not gonna sit here and intimidate me with your scowl. <laughs> I, it was like right, but again, I made it about me. So like, you're not gonna sit here and intimidate like, me with the scowl. But like. T- t- back to your point like my filter is i figured out that people want to know something yeah yes like i don't know why because i don't want to like yeah let me not say that man of mystery let me not say i don't want to know things about people there are there are certain people who intrigue me but for the most part i really don't give a shit about most people it's just and it it has awful this is very honest and this is very true it has nothing to do with you it's just 
like I have conversations in my head and that's just it's so much better than the conversations people are having out loud I get it and so like I don't really necessarily care what they have going on but in this business Mm -hmm. which is give people something to run with yeah Yeah. you you have to give some people something to run with so I give them high level stuff (laughs) high level training you, you it just that, sounds like you work, know, like high know, level here's, here's, here's stuff. Thing, you know when you start a new job and you're like in orientation and they go around and they say, hey, everybody, tell me something interesting about yourself. Like, I have worked those out months in advance. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm training for a marathon or I'm training for a half marathon or I'm taking swim lessons or I'm watching this show on Netflix. Whatever it is, like those the basic stuff (laughs) the generic stuff those are the talking points and I will have a basic generic conversation with you about those things for as long as I can yeah for hours on end but for the most part they don't know me and that's how you keep that balance why do you need to know me I get, but you know, but I learned some people, but some people, no, 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 on some real stuff because I also don't understand that. And we've talked about that whole extrovert, introvert, and internal extrovert type deal. There are some people that cannot move to move past level one without understanding full context. And it's very weird to me because I feel in general, which is also a bad habit that I'm learning, I don't feel that I need to know all the background. Yeah. I think I just need enough information to make an educated decision about what to do next, what to, what, what to talk about next. Right. A lot of people need to know where your mama from, where your daddy stay, where your grandmama stay. Shout out to Kendrick Lamar. All of that. So here, here's the thing. You just mentioned a big key factor for me, which is I'm an introvert. Right. So general human contact drains the fuck out of me. Yep. If I'm in meetings all week, I'm in my house the rest of the weekend. Yep. Because I don't want to talk to anybody. It's tough. I've already had, like, I don't know, like, on a general week, like, I don't want to have more than, like, two hours of, like, actual conversations with humans. <laughs> like, just... And you were out this weekend, so that was great. You were in rare form. It was fantastic. Maybe that's why I'm so annoyed today. Oh, <laughs> oh sorry. <laughs> but we had so much fun. We did. We no, did. so I'm one of those mainly introvert oh, man, with I've extrovert really tendencies. <laughs> and honestly, like I recognize that when people meet me, they want to engage. And genuinely, I think I really do also want you to engage. I just get I also get very drained. Like you can ask people after a presentation, if I have a really big presentation at work or if I've um done an event. I also need days to recover because it's literally putting on for people. Mm-hmm. Like I have to muster every all of the energy within me to give to you to share with people actually. And if I don't have enough left over for myself, like I'm just out of it. And people don't understand it. Like like at work I see people can like large groups of people can sit amongst each other and talk and talk and talk all day and converse and converse and converse all day and i respect it because i also recognize a lot of people need that outwardly interaction me i need to do my best work in this computer and every bit of energy counts that i cannot do that now sometimes i want to play I've been like <laughs> I've been likened to a cat before and I wasn't necessarily fond of the um metaphor or the simile or whatever. I wasn't necessarily fond of it. But I get it. They're like 
Kyrie doesn't want to play unless she feels like playing, and then she'll come play. But then when she's done, she's gone, and don't touch her because she'll scratch you. And it's real. <laughs> it's real. And like my mother used to say it growing up, and like that's something I've I've learned about myself. Like I need as much time by myself as possible so that I feel I can give other people the best of me. I never forget. There's this one time Susan Taylor came to my school. And she was giving a speech and she was talking about giving yourself to other people and how it's really important for you to not give from a half full cup of mm-hmm. your energy, but you can only give from your overflow. Because yeah. if you give from a cup that's not totally full, that means you don't have nothing for yourself. But if your cup is overflowing, all that is is extra. So you're happy and everybody else around you is happy because they're getting they're getting a piece of you and guess what you didn't have to give up none of what you needed and I think that's very important that's always that's been very important since I heard that to keep that in the back of my head like if I'm not 100% with myself or my energy and I'm trying to give to people everything's gonna go straight to hell and that's not you know that that doesn't help me as a professional it doesn't help me as a person it doesn't help other people want to like me it doesn't help me so, want to like me so yeah, also, I think, oh. no go so t- t- I think we probably need to speak for the other side of this spectrum, which is the extroverts who Lord. share and they feel very <laughs> no, and they, they your feel, goes into they feel very comfortable sharing, and that's they where they get their energy filter. from. Mm. Um, so I don't think anybody in this room is that, but I have seen. You're not an extrovert. Do you consider yourself extrovert or introvert, Karina? I consider myself an. I, I operate on the same thing of, uh, as you do. Like, um, I'm very cognizant of how much I can give because... Because I will turn off my phone in a minute. Don't text me. <laughs> because I'm all about, like, <laughs> there are times that I need to spend time with myself. Yeah. I need to reflect. I need to do what I need to do. I need to do some of my work stuff. Yeah. I can't spend all so my So we're all day. introverts. Okay, fine. Because yeah. so, I've seen that oversharing what you're about to touch on. Well, and I guess this goes to Kai's point of people using your weaknesses against you because at that same hellhole where I worked there well the only person that was left out of that friendship group that I was so cool with she liked to drink and she liked to go out after work and party or whatever and she would come in hungover she'll still get her work done but every single time that something went wrong and she would share like oh my god I was out last night this is what happened whatever I was on my knees blah 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 whatever so like whoa yes she was (laughs) party when it came time for critiquing work or or there was an issue it was like you need to get here on time and you need to like not come in hungover and you need to like you need to be a professional you need to be a professional and they would base it off of the conversations that she would have in the office, which were, I was out last night, I was partying, I was doing blah, 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 blah. So for the oversharers or the people who feel comfortable sharing, you should develop some sort of a filter that sh- so that you understand what is acceptable, knowing that all of these people who are in the office who you're friendly with are not necessarily your quote-unquote friends there are people that you're friendly with but they're not your friends knowing what and what you shouldn't share so that what you're sharing doesn't come back and bite you in the ass right i feel like oversharing is also tied with privilege as well like people feel like they have the ability or they feel 
or they've known, like if you've known those coworkers for a long time and you still, you've built up this sense of a strong work friendship or even people who feel like, oh, I have in common or their energies match or whatever. I just mm. feel like there's a, there's a privilege to overshare and not be judged for it. I don't think so. I I think so. Because, well, here's, here's why I say that, some context. I feel like oversharing is basically, like, it depends. Like, my idea of oversharing is not necessarily the next person's idea of oversharing. It's very relative. Because... It may be, like, I don't feel like there's anything wrong. Again, we talked about swearing. I say what the hell I feel like saying, and that's fine, and you can judge me for it or not, but I'm going to say what I'm going to say in the workplace. And I will do my best to be as respectful (laughs) as possible, but I'm going to say. I (laughs) mean, when it comes to my words, I said what I said, right? Some people, and we've had this conversation here, feel like that's too much, it's inappropriate, we shouldn't be talking about that. Mm. Or talking about going out to drinks, or having, like, my C- my CEO is very friendly and he enjoys going out for drinks. Most people would not necessarily go for drinks with their CEO, but that's part of the culture. Yeah. Not necessarily go out to drinks, like that's my best buddy, but definitely when we're in social settings, I have no problem, you know, I have no problem in enjoying a beverage with my CEO. Other people feel like that's too much. You shouldn't be doing that. When you go out, you should only have two drinks or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And it's very relative. I don't necessarily think that's a privilege. I think the privilege is when you do something that is wrong. Shout out to Ryan Lochte. (laughs) When you do something that is completely wrong and you mess over or you kind of F over people that trust you or that you trusted or whatever, and there are no consequences. I think that's when there are no cons- consequences for malicious behavior or completely just improper behavior or harass harassment like behavior or prejudice prejudice like behavior. To me, that is when it becomes too much, but not necessarily me saying something or feeling comfortable giving information that somebody else wouldn't. I think that's different. Is it a common, like, a common sense agreement? If you work with a real friend that, you know, we're at work, this is how we're going to operate, but outside of work, mm-hmm. you know, we operate a different way, like that, that line? I mean, like, for me, like, if I need to create that line, have that discussion with we're you, not friends. we're not friends. I don't associate with people who are stupid. And that just means that you're... But I do think, but you know what, being on the other side of watching people in a friendship in the workplace and watching them interact in a way that completely, like, impacts your world is also very frustrating because, like, you know, you know, know, like, y'all just going to sit here and, like, talk the whole day and not get no work done. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have to have some sense, like, we're at work. Y'all really gonna be mad at each other from the weekend, but y'all know damn well we need to work today. Like, so, see, but that that goes to that old saying, "What you show me your friends, I'll tell you what type of person you are." So, your what you just described is a group of friends who ain't shit, and they they are being ain't shit together. And <laughs> you're, Which, you're, if you're with your friends, right. what better people to be ain't right. shit with? And I get so, it. Like that's 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 what your what your yeah referring to because if if it's someone like you 
like more than likely like you're gonna be sitting there talking shit while you're getting your work done that's something that's completely my friends and i also appreciate quiet so we don't yeah. we will sit in a car ride for three or hours that. and not speak and or we that. know we still love each other we just yeah but i feel like <laughs> if they're your friend you guys are gonna have some sort of energy like you're gonna understand like you know hey like yeah. this is kai's time i'm gonna do my thing yeah or you know like this is sim's time mm-hmm. it's always sim time <laughs> It is. It's true. <laughs> but Always. we love you for it. You the homie. So can we agree that work friends can be real friends depending on the context? I will say, yeah, I will say I definitely have work friends. I also have, I have co-workers that are uh, considered associates to me. That's not a negative thing. That's just, I don't is. feel as close to you as I do the people that I would call if I needed to get bailed out of jail. Thanks. And Sonia and Ricky weren't answering their phone call. Um, That's the realest thing you ever said. I mean, it's true. <laughs> like, your friends are the ones that you can call at 3 a.m. talking about, I'm in jail. I need you to come get you me. You know, that is actually... And if you can't do that, we are not friends. We are associates, and that's fine. You know, at that same We place, know our love. We, we see each we other. We see each other. <laughs> I see you. You see me. We see each but, other. But at that same place, there was a day that I spent the night in jail. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> the, the only people that I told were my actual That's where we friends. All <laughs> I mean, it's true <laughs> though. It's reference. really true. And you know what? There, I grow, growing. I guess as we grow in this industry, or as I grow in this industry, like I am learning to to trust people a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but to Simeon's point, like there's just certain information I give out, and like it comes out in tears. Like yeah. now you know that like. I watch Scandal, and then it goes deeper to, oh, well, I have a podcast. And it goes deeper to, girl, this is what happened this weekend. (laughs) And then you start going into your personal life. But that's something that grows. And people that really genuinely want a friendship will allow that to grow with with your relationship instead of trying to force it out of you. I feel like people that try to force the friendship out of you are people that are just trying to know who you are for their benefit. And that's that's not good in any relationship. It's all about respect. They will let you call them from jail, and they will cover for you. I mean, it's true. And that's 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 the reality of of a of a work of a real. Work I've had this conversation. They, they will they will cover for you when you need it. I've had this conversation with um with um I consider yeah I guess I consider a friend Tracy at my job. A few of you guys have met her, but we've had this conversation and I was and we I said I would call her if I needed to get bailed out she said if her husband didn't answer she would call me if she needed to get bailed out (laughs) and that's just like you know it's a good backup plan but the fact that you're not asking questions like what did you do and just where are you but where are you and how much is the bail that's real that is real that's real love that's that Mary J. Blige and Method Man type I'm like dancing in my head because you know I already sang for y'all. Do you need bail money? Right, like not like yes, that's it. It's just, but you know, it's it's cool, and you learn a lot. You get burnt, and you just grow. It's all about the human process. But if you know, if you if you cross me in a way that in a way that there's no return from, and I've seen your dark side too many times, the the friendships can be cut as well. You can get fired from a friendship. You can get fired from a friendship. Yes, that's true. Okay. So, um, in closing, you know, we'll we'll wrap this up. Um, For someone who has, who's trying to make friends at work, they come in, they haven't, they haven't done that, or they come from a prior work environment where they really didn't need to make friends, or they didn't want to Mm -hmm. at all. Like it was just like not the environment. Like, 
what do we have? What advice do you have for them? I don't think you should be trying to make friends. Yeah, I don't think that should be the goal. <laughs> I mean, you should she, be trying to make friends. I, I think your the the goal at work is to be personable. Um, is to create a reputation for yourself mm-hmm. that is you're approachable. I think that's that's the key to me. To me, that's that's the key thing that I've worked on, or I like to feel like I've gotten better at is. I'm approachable. I make myself approachable. Um, so if you do want to have a conversation with me, feel free to come over. Tell me your business. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> don't necessarily expect me to tell you my business, mm. but you can approach me and we can have a conversation. I think that's that's the key. Is like you want to make sure that you are approachable and that no one can say that I you're standoffish. Yeah. I mean, like that's that's just because. Oh, I hope you didn't get offended when I said. That. Oh no, I don't. <laughs> care. Why would he get offended? He's not lying. <laughs> I mean, at, the, at the end of the day, like it's there's 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 standoffish, and then there's like, oh, that's an asshole, mm. and that's what you don't want to be known as in this industry because everybody talks, everybody knows each other. That's the reason why people ask, hey, when you when you're going to a new job, where are you going? Because that's everyone, just folk being nosy, right? But they're nosy, <laughs> but they also like everyone knows each other. So it's you want to be personable, and you want people to like you and take you at face value. Like I don't think the goal should be making friends. It should be like you, you don't want to be an asshole, right? Um, here's my tips as right. This this is weird. This is like taking dating advice from a single person. <laughs> because I'm not necessarily the most friendly person, although I, I do wish that I had that trait to be extra charming. Like, when I put on, I can put on, but it's not it's not natural to me. But I will say to be open to the experiences and not to just, what I've learned is to not count everybody off as evil and malicious and out to get you, um, because those are vibes that you give off to people, and the reality is people want to work with and promote people that they like, right? Right. So the goal is to be your best self, whatever that means for you. Um, And that doesn't always mean that you have to give up your dirty laundry. Sometimes it's literally just being the most pleasant person you can be. Um, And to also recognize as much as you're you can recognize people that are don't maybe don't have your best interest to also recognize when there are people that do have your best interests and do want to see you succeed and do want to see you grow because those are the people that are going to help push you through your um push you through your career and like they want to see you do good so if they call you out in a way that's helpful recognize it and take it as constructive criticism when they give you a pat, pat on the back accept it and know that you're doing something good hmm. um and to recognize the difference again between friends and associates think yeah. about the people that you can call 3 a.m. when you get locked up out after a rowdy night in new orleans uh, i wasn't that wasn't my story i didn't say it was i'm just clarifying <laughs> i didn't say it was we wasn't talking about you sensitive like, like always i agree i mean you should be open you should be approachable but you know you come to work to to hit your goals your personal work goals and and it's also the energy i'm i'm energy person like it's all the energy you put out there you want to have positive vibes you don't want to have negative vibes especially in any type of work environment you have you're just not doing yourself any justice awesome what that's it awesome <laughs> 
Oh, cool. So um, thanks for listening today. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, um, also, um, before I go into our CTA, remember to vote for Kai. We'll have that link for you as well. Um, but send any questions in your listener comments to askmixcompany at gmail.com. And we'll see you online, and we'll see you for our next show. Make sure you guys follow us on all the social media cha- channels. What are they? Facebook is uh, Mafa New York. Instagram is at Mafa New York. Mafa mm-hmm. yes. New York? Yeah. And, and Twitter, I believe, is the same. And then make sure, I think all of us are tagged in all of us. You can follow us individually. But like, 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 if you guys have seen any of my posts, it's like, comment, and share. Share. That's what we want you to do. Like, comment, should share, and listen. Yeah, and you can find us on SoundCloud. Just type in Ask Mix Company, and you will, and we will pop up. So iTunes and Stitcher. Bye. Right. Bye. Later. Take it easy.